Sitting down in your car as you shut the door, you pull out your phone to begin the GPS. You click in the directions, and before you know it, you're focused on where you're headed with your foot on the gas. Admiring the road before you, you feel called to turn on the Isabel Wellman podcast. A warm, secure feeling overcomes you. Your breathing gets deeper, your mind gets clearer, and your heart begins to open again. You know that the moment you turn it on, you will be immersed in a wholehearted conversation destined to expand your awareness and how you show up as a conscious, high-achieving folk. You'll learn about tools and systems that will lead you to connect with your own version of body, mind, and soul alignment. You're satisfied with your decision to learn what's on the leading edge of functional health, astrological energies, and the stories of like-minded folk breaking through their own comfort thresholds that inspire you to do the same. You feel like you're sitting with an old friend when you hear, Welcome to the podcast with me, Isabel. Howdy ho, welcome back to the podcast, beautiful soul. Today we are talking all about the Leo full moon, what that energy was and is allowing us to move into this cycle where the moon is now falling away, growing smaller, becoming less visible, and what it means to follow the moon cycles. If you are tuning into the YouTube version of the show, you see that I have a pretty cool hoodie on. This is an original by Jess Gill, a fashion designer in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Highly recommend you check out her work. She is found on socials and online as Upcycled Hippie, hippie with an I and E at the end. Highly recommend. She is a beautiful human and a fucking awesome artist. So go support someone local. That's my little two cents. That's the Aquarius energy where we want to collaborate, share, just be a good human and say, hey, shout out to this person because they're doing awesome things. She is all about using every last bit of her fabrics. She really has a strong value with sustainability. And this year, last year it hit me at the end of the year, but this year sustainability has impacted me in a new way. And not just in the sense of food or how we use everyday things, but also in energy. And once the energetic aspect hit for me, I was able to make a lot more sense of how it could be integrated in my life in a bigger and better way. So we'll dive into a little bit of that as well. Today, let's see how quick I can go, but I do want to make this a little faster than usual. I think I've said that last four or five episodes, and I don't think much has changed, but that's all right. Yesterday was the first time I held a membership call, and it was exactly an hour. Typically, I push two to two and a half hours because I love going through the process in the moment, 
so that we are truly going through the work. However, moving forward, starting in March and April, my membership will be reopened and in a whole new facet, in a whole new way. And it's going to be a lot easier to navigate and a less hectic membership and a bit more focused and direct. Plus, I will not be incorporating personal training with it. If anyone wants personal training, I do remote training and that is offered separate. That will not be included moving on. One thing I learned was that is way too much work and I was hella undervaluing myself. The, the entire thing, I mean, what I've been asking for has just been much too low for the amount of work and nourishment and care I pour into the program. And so I'm really excited to relieve myself of overworking. Hilarious, but so true. I get to make that choice. How wild. <sighs> so let's dive into this full moon. This happened on the 5th of February at 10.27 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1.27 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, this was on Sunday. So we were really feeling it this weekend, the energy building up on the 3rd, 4th, hitting on the 5th, lasting a bit into the 6th. And then now we're, it's the 8th when I'm recording this podcast. So we're out of that are coming out of the three-day post full moon window the energy is coming down relaxing the moon has now shifted from leo into virgo later today it will be going into libra and so the energy moves just that fast but some other components are still still different so let's dive into what this was about well aquarius as we know and how I described it on the last podcast, it's all about using their intellectual capacity to witness everyone else's emotional problems as well as capacity and really issuing that by like taking the emotion from them they're the water bearer so they carry the emotions and because they're a witty little air sign they go to the river and they pour it back into the river they take our problems they pour them back they're sustainable they're saying hey you don't need to be bogged down by your your emotional state let me take that you're kind of making me crazy to be honest and direct and Frank, as an Aquarius does, you pour your emotions into their little vessel, they carry it to the river, they dump it in, and bada bing, bada boom, they solve our problems. They are truly inventors. I do want to pull up what I wrote in my membership call last night because it's, it was all about Aquarius season. So I'm going to quickly go to this. But what I said was Aquarius, the air sign, avatar of the water bearer it's all about emotions not here to hold everyone else's emotions in their own body but they're here to witness the emotions of others and use 
others' emotions as fuel to invent solutions. Isn't that wild to think about? And just that little picture I painted for you just now where they're taking the emotions from others. And it's it's foolproof. It's using the emotional charge as as fuel, acknowledging where the clog is, and creating an advancement so that we no longer have to deal with that in such a hard way in the future. They're revolutionary. At best. At worst, they can be know-it-alls. I have to be right. I have to rebel. I have to be against the flow just to be against the flow. No rhyme or reason. There's no logic behind it. They do not value debating, which is a huge component of this sign. And, you know, they're not embodying their their ruthless lead-by-example tenacity. They're very get-it-done people. And yes, they can be skeptical. However, they are very much an alien species. You just feel out of body, a little weird, like you don't quite belong. And perhaps you may even be skeptical of astrology at first, but then you begin to see how vast the universe is and how energy is correlated with everything we do. And then you witness how the moon, solely the moon, affects your emotional body, how we move in cycles, how the planet moves in cycles. You go back in history, you do your research because you're a little air sign, and you look at how different planets in different locations of the sky impacted different revolutions and wars and transitions and psychedelic movements and you go holy fuck i'm in and you jump in and then you learn astrology from someone like myself or whoever but aquarians are highly susceptible to being fabulous astrologers and spiritual teachers in general because you have such a new and fresh perspective on the world that you can take what is different and you make it presentable in a practical way that people can actually go, oh yeah, I can get on board with that, so forth and so on. So as we move forward after my little stampede there, (laughs) we have the sun in Aquarius at 16 degrees. All that I just spoke about was Aquarius. On the opposite side, I know it's a full moon because of the moon being in Leo. Aquarius and Leo are opposites of each other in the zodiac. They're in opposite axes. It is an opposition that we are looking at with and with every full moon that happens, no matter what sign it is in. That's always a phase that we go through. Each and every month, we have a full moon. We all know this. And we all know that if you are into astrology, if you listen to this podcast or anyone else, you know that it's always opposite. That's how we know it's a full moon. It shines. It makes the moon full like a big cookie. And when it's in Leo, we are balancing or feeling a push and pull between that Aquarius side I just described and the Leo side, which can be a little bit more egocentric. It wants to 
shine even when they don't exactly want to shine or they don't want to speak up or they don't want to be the center of attention they naturally are because they're ruled by the sun the sun is the middle of our solar system everything revolves around it and when it's highlighted in this axis it's the moon so it's our emotional body it's how we tap in with what is internal and how we process it Will we, will we be dramatic? Will we be loyal to ourselves and do the work? Will we be playful? Will we be shy? Will we try to educate? Will we connect in a spiritual manner? Will we make things practical? Will we take action? Will we allow our excitement to get the best of us and have us move a little too fast? Will we fall into fearing judgment, feeling external validation? Whatever it is, that's that's that Leo moon side because it's revolving around the moon. It only makes sense to highlight the emotional capacities. Of course, the, those are not the only emotional capacities. However, those are some examples. I'm sure you, you know, you ask yourself, what did I do this weekend? Hmm. And you ponder. You can describe exactly what you did. My partner and I had the best snow day with friends at our local mountain that I teach at. I had the day off and I asked for the day off, which was first very exciting. I asked for a day off, amazing, on the weekend so I could spend it with my partner. Leo, the sign, is all about love, all about connecting. It is sexual tension just because it is a fire sign. Fire signs are a little more sexual than the other signs. They got that get up and go, that high chi energy, high noon energy. And we got to spend it with people we we really care about. We got to have a pow day. And growing up with my partner, that was something we did together, a part of a group called Snow Club. So very, very fun to go back in time. And maybe that's a theme that you felt with this Aquarius Leo energy. Aquarius is all about moving into the future. However... With this moon in Leo, I feel as if we were being asked to go back in time to look at what we enjoyed as children, to see where we may have been holding on to some hurt or really expressing our passion for what we were doing. If we were inviting others to play with us or if we were distancing ourselves because of a grudge or jealousy or envy, whatever the case is. And the impact on that is Saturn being in close proximity, 10 degrees away, which makes an orb of a conjunction, or they're acting as one with the sun in Aquarius. So they're both in Aquarius. And this was challenging it to say, hey, we have to make sure that before we move forward, we we make sure everything's all good in the hood. What's inside? Deal with your issues. Name them, accept them, acknowledge them, heal them, forgive yourself, and move on. Create a new belief. Create a new experience for yourself. Saturn, it's all about rules. It's about discipline. It wants to control. wants to conform. It wants you to discipline yourself in the sense of, hey, we can't just eat candy every single day here, pal. And, you know, with eating candy comes the mindset 
of I'm going to become this way. When in reality, it's really how you feel in correlation with the action you're taking. It's not the action that you're taking that is solely making you whatever way. More on that another day. (laughs) And also with this sun, Saturn acting as one, there's some tension with Uranus, the planet of rebellion, which is the ruler of Aquarius. And in mythology, it's the grandfather. Saturn is the father. The moon has a masculine father-ish energy where the moon has a motherish energy and all four of those planets getting to the basis of the wound that is in your heart and can you go slow can you stabilize as you navigate the waters of your emotional body of past experiences that are holding you in old paradigms, in old ways of being. I had an Instagram post about this, and I do want to read what I wrote, because it was pretty good. Oh boy, I'm messing all this up. I tried to play it, forgot I made it a reel. This is when I am had order with technology, trying to bring things up to y'all last second. I don't have it prepared. I'm just so excited. And this is the little bit of this energy that's like, hey, slow down, pal. You don't got to move at the speed of light. And so what I wrote was, you were born under a sun that was radically yours, a moment in time that you chose to shine. Now is a moment to pick and choose how you wish to be understood by yourself. Uranus and Taurus conjunct, acting as one with the North Node. Can you pick and choose how you wish to be understood by yourself? Thus, letting you shine naturally on the outside. And... Because we have Mercury, our mindset, making a very effortless and easy aspect with Uranus and Taurus, it allowed us and is allowing us to process what has been going on under the covers with clarity and with the ability, with that get up and go attitude of, yeah, I do want to see what's under the covers. I do want to know what's going on. I do want to know why there's a weird mountain under the bed sheets when I wake up in the morning. Like, what's that about? And so forth and so on. (laughs) That's my best analogy for y'all. I hope you get it. And moving on, I wrote, Sun in Aquarius, the grandfather rebel, is figuring out how to tango with Saturn. Father rules. You may be feeling tense, battling your own beliefs, breaking out to break through. And just like breaking a bone is excruciating and heals over time by taking it easy, it also requires that you take a new approach to old ways of being, which will feel challenging. Ooh, when you break a bone, you are forced to operate in a new way. You're probably going to go through an emotional spell 
well, well, where you feel like you're useless or you're pissed at yourself or you can't believe this happened or life got hard or it's hard to afford, whatever. And this is where everything is working for you and with you comes to play, no matter how hurtful it is, whether it's a bone break, heartbreak, it is seeing where in your childhood you relied on these old, stable facets. Whether it was a physical thing that has died or broken away from your life or has been removed or you have disconnected or separated or divorced, or if it's an object that you have let go of, or a behavior, a pattern, whichever it is, it's going to hurt. And so let it hurt. What would you do as a child to help yourself get through a painful situation? Would you cuddle up with your parents and ask for some hot chocolate? Would you paint a picture? Would you draw? Would you attempt to hang out with a friend or invite someone to come play? Or would you cry and have a fit and fuss and not be upset about having a fit or a fuss because you're you're just going to let it out so that it passes. So it's whatever that new thing that broke and is forcing you this unexpected and very gut-wrenching that is challenging you to move forward how are you going to work with it can you look to your your inner child and say hey I love you you've done such a great job I'm an adult I will handle this you get to go play I have a space in my heart for you to go play on the jungle gym or go explore in the forest or go play makeup or kitchen or have a snow day, whatever it is. But you create that environment within your heart that you get to tell them to go and run into the wind with, leaving you as the responsible adult, knowing that you're safe and that things will move on, but it's okay to feel how you feel. And that you will be able to move forward. However, as that adult, as that leading force in your own life, how long can you linger? How much room are you going to give yourself? What will be that point of, all right, it's we're going to get up and go and I'm going to work through this. And I know that this person, place, thing will always impact me and be a part of me. And I get to choose If I am going to swim upstream or downstream in my thoughts and my actions towards this absence of said person, place, thing. What I mean by upstream or downstream, this is a teaching of Abraham Hicks. And it's how we either flow with life or go towards the resistance. Perhaps you had a breakup, a death, a divorce happen. And... You are in the state of, what am I going to do? I have no idea how I'm going to move forward. This is devastating. I'm broken. I need someone to pick me up. I'm never going to make it. What? What's the point of life? That person's an asshole. Fuck them for leaving. Whatever it is. 
those are all upstream thoughts. Those are all challenging. Those are all creating resistance inside of you, leaving you to become out of alignment with your orbit, with your own aura, with your own sphere of magnetic energetics. And when you are out of orbit, you're going to attract more things that feel tense, clumsy, hurtful, charged. And whatever you are talking about in your head, you're going to attract. If you're saying you don't want people to see you as X, Y, and Z, lonely, afraid, a widow, poor me, that's how people are going to perceive you because that's where your thought is. Instead, you switch your thoughts to some of the following that are very minimal in how different they are because you cannot make a huge jump and it be and actually experience relief from it. So what I mean is I don't want people to think I'm alone, a widow, poor me. I don't want them to feel sorry for me. I, I can do this all by myself to people can think what they think. It is not in my control. I'm not in control of how other people think. I think that I'm holding up pretty well. I am sad and it's okay to be sad. As long as I allow myself to experience my emotions and talk to my few friends, a few close friends, I'm going to be okay. Every time I acknowledge that I'm alive, I'm well, and I'm fed, I feel better. And you slowly start going down this list of relief. And you feel that in your body, that as you get away from the, those negative connotations and thoughts and words that you're speaking, because words are spoken in the mind and they're just as powerful whether they're silent words or vocalized. When you allow them to transition and go downstream and they begin to go in a new way that is going to attract what it is you wish to have to support you on this journey, that will show up in your life. And our mind is able to wrap around that this is going to take time. This is a process. Taurus, it's it wants to move slow. It wants to savor, whether it's sadness, bliss, ecstasy, whatever emotion, it does want to savor the moment. And that, you know, this is a one-time deal. This isn't a repeat situation unless the person, place, thing, you do choose to repeat, which if it's toxic, you get to choose to not repeat it. And only you know if it is toxic or not. So now's a great time to emphasize that it is not our external world that we compare ourselves against. It's the internal compass. I do want to note that Uranus is also playing with some energies with how we're witnessing what we value, what we love, and we're getting clear on what that looks like. 
perhaps you feel like you're on the precipice of new, fresh ideas, opportunities, regardless of this unexpected event or thing that has come into your life. And as we're moving with the moon away from Leo, you can now begin to take some different actions and creative endeavors, organized endeavors, and ways to set yourself up for success. So say you want to start something new, have the entire process planned out, and make sure that you are set up for a couple months down the road so that you're not putting yourself in a nervous system overdrive, overwhelm, burnout scenario that can happen in the matter of weeks. Right now, it's also a potent time to physically bring yourself to muster up the courage to trudge the unknown route toward the reality you desire. Your thoughts elicit feelings, which are the map. Break out to break through. In order to break out, you must have different thoughts, as I spoke about and how I explained you can get that way. And it's trusting that you're resonating with this feeling in your belly that you are ready for more. And that this more is going to feel slightly uncomfortable because it's probably new and it's probably different and it's probably going to require you to operate in a new way that you're not used to. To get new results, you must take different actions and not even actions that require you to feel like, oh, I have to do this. No, 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 no. You want to use your feelings to drive you to actions. Uh, I feel like I want to read. Ooh, after reading, I want to journal. Ooh, after journaling, I feel really compelled to write that email. After I write that email, I really feel like making breakfast. And after breakfast, I'm going to get my podca- podcast intro re-recorded, so forth and so on. And so you you know you have tasks to get done. And what I like to do personally as a little tip, pro tip, if you want to take it, great. If it's not meant for your knapsack, leave it. But it is writing down Monday through Friday. And then I just write an entire list of what I wish to do this week or everything that I must get done this week. And I number it just to show myself, hey, this is the most important thing. And then I go down the list. However, Maybe number one will take a lot longer and isn't due until Thursday, but I have three other things I can get done in 30 minutes. I'm going to do those three other things. Boom, boom, boom. They're done. They're checked off. I feel fueled. I'm enthusiastic. I got things done. I got to check the list, put on my backwards check mark because I've never written them correctly or the right way. And now I can move forward with more excitement and more ease to flow. Moving forward, the moon in Leo has a really yummy placement with Gemini. And Gemini has Mars in it, hanging out there. Right now we do, in the present day, that's not exactly correct anymore because the moon is in Virgo, transitioning to Libra. So that energy is going to look different. However, during this moon, we may have felt really excited And perhaps our excitement had us taking actions really, really fast, even about a week before 
the fifth in which the new the full moon happened. An example I have is that I had a couple opportunities come up. So I was gung-ho to get my business license filed. So I got that done. I got my EIN. I got my business account. I got a couple other business-related things completed. And I did it boom, 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 boom. And I was so excited. And I wanted to create this business account because I'm looking to purchase a new vehicle. And I thought that I had a vehicle on my mind. However, I took that vehicle to a shop to get an estimate on what needed to be done with it. And as I did that, the desire and the enthusiasm started to feel gross and crippled and like, mm, I don't exactly think I want to go through with this right now. I'm I'm pretty good right now. I'm comfortable. I, I have a vehicle to drive, so forth and so on. And so it, it's that decision of, do you, it's not even a decision, but it's an acknowledgement. Can you acknowledge and stop yourself from letting your excitement take the reins and go too fast? Can you stop yourself from overwhelming your nervous system? Can you stop yourself and just savor move slower with reality and to perceive it, experience it exactly how it is and not how your mind wants to interpret it. And you know, that can go in many directions. However, if you're in the place of savoring and enjoying the idea and taking small steps, like looking for the vehicle and, you know, if the moment comes where it's like, oh, I get to really make the decision, but there are things that really upset you about it, that's a big indicator that it's not not time, not ready, abort. It's all right. Keep building the momentum. Keep allowing yourself to take the time to find the perfect vehicle or thing for you. And so that's my big analogy for that placement. Especially Mars being masculine, fast, quick, assertive. I want this, this, this. It's going to happen. Action, action, action. So we are going to feel that in a more creative, aesthetic, and playful, airy way as it moves into Libra. The moon moving into Libra with Mars. And the next placement I want to talk about and the last one, just for today's conversation, is a big T-square happening that is fixed with a release point in Scorpio. So a big T-square with the sun, Uranus, the moon, Aquarius, Taurus, Leo, and a T-square looks like a big triangle. <laughs> If you're watching the YouTube, you see it, but it's this big red triangle and you pull your arrow back in the sign that the point is in and it launches across the chart into the opposite sign, aka Scorpio. So in this instance, how I was taking this T-square, this does not apply anymore because the moon has shifted. However, the point of the sun and Uranus are still there. So what this was really asking of us was 
Can we go deep? Can we be authentic? Can we tap into our sexuality or our sexual desires? Are we able to navigate this time through the vehicles of expending energy, exploring investments, taking calculated risks, all or nothing mentalities? Like, can you go all in? Can you commit? Is this going to be the one decision you make that is going to change the preface of your life because you are moving forward in a new hot direction? Maybe it's deciding therapy's the way. Maybe it's deciding to vocalize your desires and your wants or your uh, sexual identification preferences or a belief that you hold. Because maybe it's being challenged so much that you just can't let the person walk all over you from this point forward. Maybe it's with someone in a relationship and you're like, hey, I think you're hot and it's great and all that we're having sex, but you know what? I actually want more than this and I'm not into just having sex. I want a real partner. I have values. I have all of my things that I need help with and like how I can be helped with them. And I'm looking for that that long-term pal. So I don't think that's you. Goodbye. Whatever situation that is, it's, it's asking you to get real with it. And if you're not ready for this, you may continue to battle resistance and make life harder than it has to be, which is a learning cycle in itself. And maybe you will continue to have to always be right slash I don't need help, which is disconnecting yourself from receiving. And receiving is a really, really powerful practice because when you can receive, you're going to receive on all levels, opportunities, money, friends, experiences, so forth and so on. If you do feel ready for these changes, for these shifts, for speaking up, breaking through to break out of the old ways of being, you'll let go and you'll move away from what pains you. You will let go of what moves away of what pains you. This will thus change your mindset from impossible to I'm possible. It's literally in the word impossible, I'm possible. Of welcoming what you yearn for even if it looks different than what you're used to. And it's okay for it to look different. It's okay if your routine changes. It's okay for you to evolve and it is safe for you to evolve. It is safe for you to become who you want to be. It's, it's safe for you to speak. It's safe for you to discuss. And you know you're in a safe spot with the people in your environment, the things around you. When you're not judged, when you're not criticized, when you're not questioned, when you're not held on the on a hanger and pushed off the side of the cliff, no, people are loving and they support you and they understand you and they will be there for you. They'll get it. There's not much else. I wish to say at this moment, basically everything is the same except the moon, as this is a couple days after this full moon. So 
I will note, lastly, the moon cycles. So when we have the moon cycles, we have the new moon, a time to pause. The new moon is a time to write down our desires and to make a plan for how we wish to go about it. The waxing moon, it is the sign to go into motion. Get into motion. Start moving your fanny because the new moon is a black sky. It's blank. It's an open canvas. You get to paint whatever you wish on it, but then you want to take the next couple of days, two to three days after, to chill, to be solid in that, and then waxing moon comes, get in motion. And then we have the first quarter moon, a waxing gibbous, until we hit the full moon. The full moon is we get to savor what we created. We just had about a week and a half to paint what we wanted on that blank canvas to really follow through. And now we get to release anything that is no longer going to help us in this process. We get to evolve. We get to analyze the strategy we've been using. And as we move past the full moon, the celebration, the party, we come to a waning moon and we begin to let it go. We let go of what we were just rejoicing on because now it's time to keep moving on and now we're going to go slower we're going to cultivate the next plan of action and it's a beautiful time it's a beautiful way to be in sync with your own life especially if you have a menstrual cycle let me i was going to try to share this with y'all but I don't think I'm going to attempt that right now and take up more time, <laughs> but it's a cute little calendar. So there we have it. Those are my hot tips and tricks for what you can do, as well as following your cycle right now in these winter months. Some supportive tools for you during this time can be hypnosis and a before bed ritual. So on the last podcast, the sleep recovery and dream analysis one. I share what a bedtime routine looks like and I highly recommend you adopt it. Go check out the practices that I talk about. Very helpful. Another tool is to balance your action and rest. So especially right now, for every action you take, insert a period of relaxation. Please Remember, from the beginning of this year, I've been telling you that until we hit March, until we hit the 15th, Mars shadow is still happening. So how can you witness how you have pushed yourself too hard in the past, how you've taken action too quickly, how you've let your excitement get the best of you? For every action you take, insert a period of relaxation or have fun. Healing activities can be getting a massage, detoxing the body, stirring up the chi in the body so it's not stagnant, especially if you're not moving your body as much during the cold months. Go for a cold plunge in a lake, maybe in a river, maybe in your shower. Very easy way to turn it really cold and then afterwards go back to a hot shower to end your shower. Go for a winter meditation walk, enjoy your surroundings. Be wowed by the beauty. Talk about gratitude. Focus on a word. Write it on a piece of paper and hold it in your hand. 
or do some mirror work. Just because it's winter doesn't mean that we should hide away from our own bodies. Look at yourself. Bra, underwear, naked if you feel comfortable, and do it when you're alone. Say, hey, buddy, pal, partner, need you to stay in the living room. I'm going to go do some mirror work. I'm going to have some music on. Don't be alarmed by any noises you hear. I'll be out soon. And treat yourself to that. Mirror work is talking to yourself, witnessing who you are, being comfortable in your body, witnessing your movements, feeling the pleasure and the power and your feminine energy or masculine energy. There's no right or wrong here. And some supportive herbs for this time. You could indulge in some Tulsi or holy basil. They're the same thing that helps with immunity and blood glucose levels. Perhaps you want to bring some sweetness or some floral flavor into your life. Hibiscus is a great one. It's an antioxidant and it can help bring in that summer breeze during the winter coldness. Rosehip, sage, and thyme are also great herbs. Rosehips help with circulation, perfect for when you're on your menstruation cycle. Sage will help you digest and thyme packed with vitamin C, another great one during these months when the sun is not out as much. And then some supportive foods, last but not least, citrus fruits, oranges, clementines, pomelos, apples, tangerines, cabbage, broccoli, carrots, rosemary. Those are all great yummy, yummy foods that can support you, keep you elevated, keep you energetic, and keep you rolling on the river. So that is our podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're not a part of the email list, please sign up for the weekly newsletter. You'll get the podcast straight into your inbox. And I encourage you to leave a review, share this on your socials, and give it a five star because that is how more people will find the podcast and be able to integrate these practices and information into their own lives. I will leave you with these words that whatever you choose today, choose to impact your corner of the world. And I will see you next time. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Isabel Wellman podcast slowly echoes throughout your car as the podcast comes to an end. Sitting there in fascination, curiosity, and solitude, the vision of how you want to super fuel your success dances along in your mind. A fresh outlook has awakened within you, and you're empowered to consciously create your life by optimizing your health and healing from the inside out. You're encouraged to subscribe to the podcast leave a five-star review and to share this episode with a friend or on your socials because you know the impact you will make in your corner of the world. You have your foot on the gas, hand on the wheel, and you no longer need a GPS to know where you're going.